Another smile 
just one more smile You know I just can't make it On my own Never thought I needed help before I thought that I could do things by myself But now I know I just can't take it anymore With a humble heart on many knees I'm asking please for your golden throne to me to lonely me I need to feel the touch of your tender hands remove the change of darkness help me see Lord help me see just where I fit into your master plan.
God bless America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from lost your joy no give me a key of e it's gonna to be too high e. if you've lost your joy and you're needing strength whatever you feel whatever you think praise jesus out loud Praises go up, the glory comes down. When the praises go up, when the praises go up, the glory comes down.
Oh, 
liberty. It was there that my soul was set Jesus and 
You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Oh, great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your
earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Run to the Father for 
Father, I don't care if you are a Christian, if you're not a Christian, if you're looking for God, if you've already found God, you run to him again and again and again, no matter what, and that part right there just gets me, because it says running into your arms is running to life from death, and that's exactly what it feels like, it doesn't matter what you're going through, but anything, anything you're going through, God can heal you from, and he is the best savior ever, and I thank him so much, but that part right there, it gets me every time. That's why I sing this song, because it means so much to me, and you've got to figure out what that means to you, because that feeling is better than any other feeling. My heart has been in your sight long before my
Thank you for the offering. I'd like to, if I could, get all the soldiers, anyone that's been in the service, to stand up, if you will. Can I get you to stand? I want you to see those that came home. I want you to see those that came home and lived a life, and they've left a lot of memories of being in the service. Yesterday, my brother-in-law Dave just stepped out, but... Yesterday, I watched a thing on the Missouri where they signed the uh, surrender in Japan. And Dave's father was on that ship. He took pictures. He showed us that when I went down to his house years ago, showed a picture of him being on there with MacArthur and uh, being able to see when they signed that surrender. And we've got, I know Ben also is... His father died on D-Day, 1944, June the 6th. And uh, we've got a lot of special memories here. Now, I'm not going to ask you guys to sing, but I'm going to sing something that's been on my mind. And I know we've had enough singing for the day, but I want to sing a little bit of this. Give me a key of G, Becky. Precious memories. How they linger, how they ever flood my soul in the stillness of the midnight, precious sacred scenes unfold. Memorial Day is not just about remembering those that died. It's remembering those that you've loved, those that have been a part of your life, those that helped make and mold you into the character that you have. And there's never been a prouder moment than I go down and I look at my father's grave and I see where he was a private first class. I see that on that stone and I'm proud of him. And I think back of when he was just a teenager, just a boy going into the service. And God watched over him and brought him through. And we have a blessed nation here. And the world is lost. They're losing track of who we are, where we come from. Losing track of who brought us through and gave us what makes life worth living. So I wanted to honor you guys today. I want you people to look around. And see those that have been soldiers, those that have stood in the gap. And many of them have great families. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, and I thank Ben also for all the decorations outside and the flags that's up here. And uh, God's been good. Ben's been doing that for a long time. Linda always gets the credit, Ben, when you say it. <laughs> Praise God. Wind, the wind beneath his wings, Linda, that's who you are. <laughs> Praise God. Good to see everyone today. 
I know it's starting to get late, and I, I wanted to do that anyway because of, I, if it takes away from my time, it's okay. But I praise God for the songs. I praise God for the Spirit of God, for the truth. Last week, we talked a little bit about how the Spirit of God was given to us. It makes us different than the world. I don't know if you understand that, but you're not the same as your neighbors if your neighbors don't know Christ. Because within you is the Spirit and the presence of God. And I want to talk to you again about today. And that very special came with that Spirit of God. And I read it this week. And the more I read it, the more excited and the more love there was inside. It is the, it is the words of love. Agape love. I want you to hear that about the love that's true love. It's in, a, in the United States or in America or in English language, we use one word for love. We can love chocolate. We can love ice cream. We can love our car. We can love our wife. We can love all kinds of things. We put love on top of everything we say. But agape love's different. I'm not going to sacrifice my life for chocolate. I love it, but I'm not going to sacrifice my life for it. I'm not going to surrender. Jesus died for give us his love. He showed the Father's love and that he, he laid his life down and died for you and I. And for you and I today and for this country, we need to take the stand, the same stand Jesus took, took when he came to this earth. He came and he took a stand. That is our stand. I don't know if you understand that, but we have to walk like he walked. And that means we have to love people. And the Bible even says, love your enemies. Praise God. I, I know that's hard to do. And I know when I'm talking to you today, some of you think love is just something that you see. It's a feeling. It's something that you... Uh, be careful because if you think love is defined what the world defines... They can love their wife a while, and then if they see somebody else, they fall in love with them and walk away from everything. So to me, the, it's not just a feeling. It is a commitment. It is a surrendering of your heart to that person. And that's what agape love is. It's sacrificial. It will pay a price, and it expects nothing in return. Now, I want you to understand that. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't even recognize him. We weren't thinking about him. He was thinking about us when he laid down his life and died for us. That's a greater love than we understand when we talk about love. We use the Greek, the Greek that talks about for it defines love in four different ways. And it's mentioned, I think it's agape love and it's love and stored love and eros love, which is your romantic, sensual loves. But sometimes I look around our world and I think to myself, oh God, we don't need nobody but you. Because your love has been brought to us when the Holy Spirit comes in you, 
you realize you've been forgiven. You feel the presence of God enter into you and you know that he has promised you by his word, by faith in Christ of what he's did, that you've accepted him and he's forgiven you of your sin. But can I tell you from the day you start, you're starting a walk of love. And if you don't have love in your heart, you're nothing. If you don't have love in your heart, you can't make it. You're not going to hold fast to him unless you get a hold of the love that only comes from above. It's the true love. It's that sacrificial love. Do you really love him? You say we do, but do we really love him? Does America love God? We say it all the time in song and in words we say that we, in God we trust. We say all these things, but the truth is, do we truly love him? we love him, we'll pay a price. See a person that falls in love over feelings, they will take away their moral principles. They'll walk away from something that's wrong. They, they know it's wrong, but they fell in love with somebody, so they'll walk away from their family, their children. They'll walk away from anybody else, and they'll commit themselves to say, but I fell in love. When you've already got a wife and children, you should be out looking for love. And if it was God's love, you'd understand that's not the right way to do it, to, to not kind of right, right kind of love to have. We have to have God's love. And you need to see that today. And I want you to understand that it's been given to you. It's not somebody else's love. I love my mother and father. I appreciate all they gave to me. But they didn't die for me like Jesus did. They lived for me. They told me the right things. They uh, helped me to understand what was right out of God's word. And I appreciate that. They paid a price to do that for all of us. But can I tell you, it was Jesus. Until he came into my heart, I didn't know how to love nobody back. I didn't really know how to love. Oh, I could do the feelings thing. I could do for what I wanted or what I saw. Really, love enemy is selfishness. Think about it. If you're a selfish person, love's your enemy. Because love will make you surrender your own self to help others. You hear what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you America's losing that. What The church is losing that. We don't talk about love, people. We talk it in a, in a false, hypocritical way. It's more about social gathering than it is about true love. True, loves, true love makes you skip a meal every once in a while for something that you're praying for. True love makes you get on your knees and cry out to God. True love makes you grab your wife's hands or who is with you and pray. Oh, Lord, help us. Oh, Lord, we need you. We need that kind of a love. If we really had that kind of a love going on in America, America wouldn't have the problems it's got. And neither would the church have. I want you to listen to this. John 13, 35 says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. 
If you don't love people, guess what? You can tell them you love God all you want to. But if you don't truly love people, guess what? It shows on you. You don't love God. If you can't love others, you can't be loving God. Because God, these are the people you see. How can you love someone you don't see? That's the scripture. In John 14, 21. One verse. Then I'm going to go to 14.23. I'm going to skip the verse. It says, He that hath my commandments and keep them, he it is that loves me. He that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. What does manifest mean? It means to reveal yourself to. When you love it says here, if you have his commandments and you keep them, that's who loves me, he said. Jesus is given these words. What he's telling us is that you are going to have a love inside of you. I want you to see that, that we're supposed to have a love inside of us. So read that and listen to what it's saying. It says, if you love, you'll be loved to my Father. I will love and manifest myself to him. Look at verse 23. Because somebody, the one of them asked him, how will you manifest yourself? Jesus said to him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode in him. So if you want Christ to come in you, then guess what? You need to fall in love with who he is. You need to fall in love with his words. His words are life to you. His words has brought the Holy Spirit come inside to reveal his word of truth to you. And his words of truth will help us to grow. How do we grow? What are we growing in? Just knowledge of God's word? No. You're growing in your love. Listen to me. You're growing in your love all of your life. I first took this church 10 years, a little over 10 years ago. When, when they voted me, I will tell you something. One of my biggest heartaches was I kept telling my wife, I can't love people like my father loved people. I don't know if I can do that. Can I tell you, I was wrestling with it. But I only know what God was doing in me. And as I started, I realized God began to show me how to love people. He began to work on me just like he worked on my father years ago on how to love people. And my father left this life loving people. And I praise God for that. But I want you to know something. The only ingredients you need to walk this Christian walk is to accept him. When you accept the presence of God inside of you, guess what comes with it? You will fall in love with him so much that you cannot help but share him with somebody else. When you've got something good, you're going to share it i got to share the love of Jesus. When I share somebody, if I share some hilarious testimony with somebody and it's got all kinds of stuff that I did wrong and all kinds of stuff that God helped me out of, that don't glorify Christ. What glorifies Christ is when we have love in our heart like he had because we'll sacrifice ourselves. And that's the thing that ain't been happening. We need to be sacrifices.
We need to be holy and beloved. We need to be the people that God looks down and says, that's my child. I put them there to love those people they're around, even though those people are so unlovable. You know what? He put his own son here when we were so unlovable. And his son paid the price. In John 6, 17, three chapters above there, 17, 26, it says, I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, Jesus said, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. The love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them. He's talking about the Father's love. The father, he knew how much his Father loved him, yet he surrendered himself. Lord, I give myself up. Body, soul, spirit, I surrender it. Last week I read that scripture. The last thing Jesus says, into thy hands I commit my spirit. That's the, that is what every Christian ought to say at the last days of their life. Lord, I surrender myself, my spirit, and everything that I am. I surrender it to you. All that you gave me to do, I've done, and I surrender myself to you. I'll go through death's door that way because I have nothing to hold up before him but Jesus and his love in me that I know he loves me, that he was loved to the Father. He trusted the Father. Father loved him. Romans 5. If you got your Bible, turn there real quick. Romans 5. Look at verse 5. It says, And hope, hope makes not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. We've already talked about the Holy Spirit that's given to you. It says the love of God is shed abroad in you. It's spread out in you. You know what? You think you love people. But I guarantee you, you can go to work and somebody get on your nerves real quick. All you got to do is drive down the highway, they'll get on your nerves. And you'll think, I don't love that guy. I'd like to run him off the road. I'd like to get a little attitude. But I can tell you right now, you'll be challenged. And you're challenged to love people. Sometimes you can just look at the faces of people and you think, oh, I don't want to testify to him. He's, he's mean and ugly looking. But God sent you there to represent him. And I can tell you, he can melt anybody. He'll melt every heart there is. Why? Because God loves us so much, he gave us life. He gave us the way. It goes on to say, For when we were yet without strength in, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure for a good man would one even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Praise God. Second Corinthians 5, 14 says, 
The love of Christ constrains us. Now, I don't know about you, but I needed constraining. If I let myself go do what I want to do, I won't be loving people. See, my, my flesh has to get out of the way. I have to bury that old man. I have to put him to death. <coughs> put to death the feelings, the drive, the desires of this world. You're going to have to put it aside. Put yourself aside. And take on the love of Christ. Don't just look at some sweet Christian that's been standing there for 40 years and telling you that, that they just love everybody. Don't say it's all about what they have. No, it's what you should have. We all should have the same love. That is what God gave us to do, is to love the world. He so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 13. If, if there's a love chapter, the way of love, if there's a, a, a love that uh, is called agape love, you, you're listening to Apostle Paul describe it. And he went through all the churches. If you'll go through all the churches, you'll find out Paul was preaching, John was preaching, James was preaching, they were all preaching the same thing, love. Now, you know what our world says, all we need is love. No, if you don't have Christ, you don't have love. You have to have Christ Jesus. He's what brings that agape love. See, I can't conjure up this agape love. I love my wife, but that's temporary. You know what? We're not going to live forever unless we're in Christ. You can love your children. You can surrender all the moral principles of, of what's right and wrong to give your children what you want. You can steal for them. You can rob for them. You can do everything in the world. You can build a great fortune for them. But I'll tell you right now, you haven't given them what the treasure of life is. It's Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ's love inside will keep them all the rest of their days. Okay, I want you to look at the last verse of chapter 12. It says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. I'm talking to you today about the more excellent way. There is a more excellent way. It's not in coming to church and being able to be friends or being able to sing or being able to preach or being able to have a testimony. I praise God for everything God's done in your life. But can I tell you, we're supposed to go forward in the love of Christ. And guess what? There's going to be people coming there that does not know the love of Christ. And that's our job, to show forth the love. We've had a lot of people brag on this church because people loved people when they came through the door. And I praise God for that. I remember Asbury being the same way. You come, they put their arms around you. They let you know you, they was glad you was there. You know what? I'm not trying to put on some false love. You have to really, truly love people. Or you won't put yourself out for them. All you'll be thinking about is, what do I get out of it? I'm telling you, agape love is not what I get out of it. It's what I'm representing in him. It's not about return. 
Then it says in verse 1, Though I speak with tongues of men, Paul's talking to Corinthian church about the spiritual gifts, and he says, Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity or love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not uh, charity or love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Wow, you give your body to be burned? Did you know people were being burned at the stake back then? They claim it's one of the most suffering type of deaths that there is. And they were putting them to, to death by burning them to a stake. But he says you can give that. You can volunteer to go for somebody else. But you, you have nothing if you don't have the love of Christ in you. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Love has got to be the center of what I'm telling you about. Because if it's not, you're following the wrong lead. The enemy will throw things in your face and you will not do what God's telling you to do. Because love makes us give sacrifice, sacrificial to, our, to help whatever. You don't want no ill will for nobody. Listen to me, Christian. You shouldn't want ill will for nobody. You're to love people. Jesus came, paid the price for all mankind. And you, you think he didn't know? You think the Father didn't know what was going on? You think the Father don't know what's going on today? He does. But there's a way to escape. There's a way to get forgiveness. There's a way to make it. But it's accepting him. It says in verse 4, Love suffers long and is kind. Love envies not. Love's not boastful. It's not puffed up. Does not behave itself improper or unseemly. It seeks not its own. It's not easily provoked. Think no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but where there's prophecies and that sh they shall fail, whether there's tongues, they shall cease, whether there's knowledge, it shall vanish away. And then all the way down in verse 13, it says, Now by the faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest is love. The greatest is charity. It's what he says it is. See, he's telling us love is the greatest. We can boast of all the things we have done under the name of Christ. But the truth is, if we don't love people, we're spinning our wheels for ourselves. We're still in ourselves, doing things selfishly. I'm not picking on nobody. I'm trying to tell you that we have to band together in love. There are people in need today. Nikki is being prayed for every day. If you don't pray for her, you may be in those shoes. You'd want somebody to pray for you. Mark Keys, guy that cut our grass for a long time here. He's in desperate need. Going to start treatments. I think he's already started. He's my age. He's a good man. 
but he needs to know that Jesus loves him right now. Don't you know that he ain't sure? He don't know for sure. He thinks he's went too far. He thinks God wouldn't forgive him. He's not lived for him. But he don't know the love of Jesus. And the love of Jesus makes a peace and a rest come upon your soul. I know he loves me and I love him. Don't know nothing else. I'm too dumb for the rest of it. But I know what he, I know, I know he loves me. And I know I love him. And every day, no matter what this world creates or brings up, no matter how many computers they put out, no matter how much information, no matter how wise they get, they can give you a space car to get in and fly home. But I'll still tell you, if they ain't got the love of Jesus, they're missing it. Because there's nothing greater than his love. Galatians, Paul said in Galatians 5, 13, he says, For the brethren you have been called unto liberty, use not your liberty for occasions of the flesh, but love, but by love, listen to this, but by love, Christian, serve one another. Hallelujah, isn't that beautiful? See, we come up, I might come up and ask you, is there anything we can do for you? Can I tell you, I'm not trying to butt into your business. And I don't want you to spill your beans to me or anything else. But I know inside of us, we want to share if you're hurting. And we want to share in the rejoicing because we love each other. God has put a love between us. I grew up with a lot of you. And I can tell you right now, I love you. I know you got troubles. I know you got lost family. Hurt, I hurt too. But I believe when I go to prayer that I got brothers and sisters that has hearts that have been filled with the love of Christ. And they're thinking the same way. Oh Lord, help Tim's kids. Help Tim's grandkids. Oh Lord, help Steve's kids. Help everybody here. Help their kids. I've heard a request come forth. We should never ignore that. That is something so real. And we're God's children. Our prayers reach heaven. Our Heavenly Father hears the cry of His children. We're to serve one another. <clears throat> Let me turn to the next one. In Ephesians 3, 16, he says that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit, by his Spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. You're to be rooted and grounded in love, Christian. That ain't some passive thing. You don't just love those that like you. You love everybody. I don't have nobody here that I, that I have some kind of a problem with that I can't love them. God requires that I love them. Even Larry used to say it. You've got to love me. You might not like me at all, but you've got to love me. 
Because Jesus says you have to love. We have to love one another. We're to be rooted and grounded in Him, in His love. It says may, that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. See, I know that in spite of Jesus saved me, in spite of all the things he forgave me for, in spite of the walk and the reading of his word and the prayer and all those things, I'm still not full. I need more and more and more of him. Carl, you're going to need more all the way till the day you get there. Then you won't see in part no more. You'll see it as it is. But I know that God wants my heart to be so in love with him that I can never have enough of him. I'm feeding on him. I'm learning of him. His words, they speak to me about who the father and the son is. That's what he's but he got to have that in his children. It's the only way we can be the witness of who he is. Otherwise, we're preaching another Jesus. If God's church is not loving people, we're failing him. We have to find out where we are. We have to search ourselves daily because the enemy will constantly come in and say, you deserve a little better than that. You ought not hang with that group. You ought to hang with those groups. They got more money. They're nicer. They're going to probably give more to your church. Can I tell you something? That doesn't, has no place in this mind. God says, love those that I bring to you. I don't care who they are or what they're doing. You better love them. You'll love your children even when they don't do good. You'll love them. You'll keep on forgiving them. You'll keep on picking them up. You'll keep on trying to pay them out. You'll keep trying to work with them. But the real truth is, teach them about the love of Jesus. Show it inside you. Let them see that you love him. Ephesians 4.2 says that we're to bear one another in love. Wow, that's tough. You mean we got to bear each other? That ain't easy. You know? You ever come to that church with a bad attitude? You ever come to church and say something you shouldn't have said? Do you ever go anywhere and say anything and say something you shouldn't have said? We got to bear one another with people. And they got to bear with me. Sometimes I say things and people say, boy, he's really hateful, ain't he? Boy, he's really mean, ain't he? No. I'm trying to speak what he says. And I can't get it no clearer than what I could say it. I used to look at my father. My father used to think he would pull the biggest preacher he could. If they came to church here and visited, he'd say, come up here and preach. He was happy that somebody else was willing to stand up and praise God and, and to give, give word from God. He was jealous of none of them. Can I tell you? I don't care if they can out-preach me. I don't care if they can out-preach my daddy. I don't care who they out-preach. The truth is, if they love Jesus, I want them up here first. I want to see the love of Jesus come forth. So we don't have 
big eyes that got the kingdom. We have a people that's working together, that loves each other. Sometimes people will tell me real, real trivial things. Things that, you know, you'd think, well, I, I don't know how to go home and pray for that. Some people want me to pray for their cat, their dog, and everybody. And sometimes I don't know how to handle that. I try to say, Lord, don't let them suffer. But I don't know how to lead a dog to Christ. Never tried. I got to get off that. <laughs> sorry, Marie, I'm sorry. But sometimes those trivial things that you might think silly, sometimes you got silly things in your mind. And you're glad you didn't open your mouth and say it because you'd really been embarrassed. But the truth is, God knows everything about us. He knows what we think. And yet he loves us. Why does he love us? I don't understand it. I've looked through this whole word and I still can't understand why he loved us. Why did he send his son to die for us? He could have just wiped us out, said, I'm not dealing with that. But what he wants is he wants a people that will love him from their will, their heart. When he comes and gives you something miraculous inside of you like his love, he wants you to use that. Don't cast it aside. That's great importance to you. Let the love of God flow through you. Begin to try to love people and don't try to take advantage of someone. It's sad when you look around and you find Christians that would cut each other's throat to get a dollar out of them. You know what? God's watching you. Be careful. I'll get to leave off the money. Ephesians 5.1.2, Paul said, walk in love. Walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Do you know God was pleased with his son? Do you know what kind of sweet fragrance that went to the father over his son? He was proud of him. I've never been more proud than to watch my children come to Jesus. I've never been more proud to watch my children live for him, praise him, love him, desire to want to serve him and to serve others. That's what I see. I see that God don't give me excuses to get out of stone. Help me, help me stay away from those excuses and to put myself on the line to love others and to serve them. Colossians, Paul said to the Colossian church, above all these, he says, put on therefore the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, verse 12 of 3, Colossians 3, 12. It says, put on therefore the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, there's that forbearing again, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. He's told us all those things. Then Paul says this, and above all of these, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. 
See, you, you have a hard time dealing with me if I'm going to love you anyway. It's hard to be mean to somebody that just loves you anyway. They're just going to be nice to you and love you and be kind. You can step on them. I've seen a guy at my work, R.D. Phelps, Church of God minister. He's prayed with me, and we've held hands and prayed. He prayed over my wife. She got healed. And I can tell you right now, when, you, when you'd see him at work, guys would pick on him. They would leave their work for him to end up cleaning up when he'd show up. And a lot of times I was working with him, so I knew this was going on. But did he ever whine? No. He never cried, whined, complained. Oh, I'll do it. They, they needed me to do that for him. He'd make every excuse in the world to be kind. And they would laugh and make fun of him. And one day it got the best of me. Another guy at work named Roger, Roger Loudon. He looked like Tom, uh, he looked like, uh, Tom Selleck. He thought he was Tom Selleck anyway. <laughs> he did look a little bit like him. Big mustache, big curly hair. He would make fun of Artie all the time. How stupid he was. And one day I looked at him and I said, Roger, you don't understand what's inside of his heart. He'll let you walk on him rest of his life, but all he wants to do is show Jesus to you. He looked at me like I'd slapped him in the face. He didn't know what to say to me. But I said, that boy loves you like nobody else loves you. And who would put up with that if he didn't love you? He was no coward. He was not backward about speaking up. He could have spoke up. But he knew that he had to love this guy to convince him. See, we got to learn love in spite of all of it. I don't care if your family's bad to you. I don't care if your kids are bad to you. Love them anyway. Pray for them. Pray that God will open up their eyes and their heart. I know it's getting late, so I'm going to skip. One, one down in Thessalonians, he calls it a labor of love. And he told him in another place... Uh, let the Lord make us to increase and abound in love. But I want you to turn, if you will, the 24th chapter. Becky, come on back up. 24th chapter of Matthew. Liz brought this to my mind the other day. Liz Jones, you brought this to my mind Thursday. You don't know I had it wrote down. But she, she said this to me out in the parking lot. We were getting ready to leave. But I want to read this. I want you to look at 24.10. It says, and then shall many be offended. What's Jesus talking about? He's talking about the end time, the time that we're living in today, the signs of the times that we live in. Listen to what Jesus said was going to happen in the end times. He said, then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many, listen to this, the love of many shall wax cold. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know about you. I've been in church all my life. Love of many has waxed cold. People don't care to come to church. They don't even care to put money in the church. Can I tell you, that ain't what's the problem. The problem is they don't want to love people. 
They don't want to put up with people that's in a world that's selfish, that'll take advantage of them. I get phone calls. I got a phone call at midnight last night from some foreign lady in New York. I have no idea why she called. She called three times. I don't understand the language, so it didn't do me no good. But I'm already asleep. I jump up and go answer the phone, and my wife jumped up at midnight. I, I, woke, I got up on the 11 o'clock call. She got up on the midnight call thinking something was wrong. And the lady calls me, and you know what? It's hard not to really be upset. I guess she's calling somebody that knows that language and just got the, t uh, the wrong phone call. But she kept calling, even left the text message. And if, you got, if anybody in here knows foreign language, I got it on my phone. I'll show it to you. I have no idea what she was saying. I, maybe she was asking for prayer and thought I could speak another language. I don't know. But the truth is, you're going to have a hard time loving people. It's not easy to love. You have to have that agape love inside. You've got to make up your mind, I'm going to love like Jesus loved. If I don't love like Jesus loved, I'm no good. My, my love will wax cold if I don't watch what I'm doing. If I don't stay in love with what God is trying to do, then guess what? I'll be taken advantage of and, I, and then I'll push away. No, I ain't fooling with you no more. I ain't loving you no more. God won't allow you to do that, Christian. He expects us to reach right over the top and love people anyway. I'm sorry it sounds too hard, but the reward of what you're doing our Heavenly Father sees. You are showing the love and your, our Heavenly Father loves you because you love the Son. Because you have the love of the Son inside of you and you're loving through what He did. Then the Heavenly Father's pleased with His children. Do you hear what I'm saying? It'll never, get, it'll never change. Love's the answer. I know you're sitting there thinking about some people you really can't stand. You're really thinking, to yourself, I have a hard time loving those people. You know what? Pray about it and pray God will open the door. Because if you'll do that, God will open the door and it won't be. It's on everything. Just give a reach out. A little reach out to say, okay. I want you to know I'm praying for you. I want you to know I hope things turn out right. I pray for you. See, that's a way of sharing love to people. He goes on to say, but he, sh he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. We have to endure this walk of love. I'm going to tell you something, Christian. I don't have to come to you you don't have to come to me when I get to a little drift away from the Lord if I get a little way where I don't feel like I'm loving like I should I feel it inside all of a sudden I feel this selfishness coming on and I feel the old man trying to rise up and say who cares about that who cares about those people that's why God's got us in this life if you don't stay in love with him, you'll grow wax cold. Jesus said this.
talking about the end time. In Revelation, the second chapter, the fourth verse, he says, talking to the church of Ephesus, he said, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. He's talking to a church. The church had left its first love. What was that first love? It's when they realized Jesus died for them. He loved them so much that he died for them. And they accepted him. And he told them, I'll, I'll come and make my abode inside of you. If you'll repent of your sins and come to me, I'll change you inside. See, I, I just don't want a spirit that runs around inside of me and tells me everybody's uh, information or tells me what to say next. I want to feel the presence of his love inside of me. I want to know I'm pleasing in his eyes. Don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know that every time you put your foot forward for him, that he... Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto you quickly and remove that candlestick out of its place. Except thou repent. Jesus is warning that Ephesus church to repent. If you don't repent and you've lost your first love, guess what? You're not going to make it this way. You're going to fall away. He corrected them. He's warning them. God's correcting and warning again today. He's warning our nation. Where's your love at? We used to be a caring people. We never went to a war that we wouldn't repair that whole country that we tore up and do all kinds of programs and money and goods to go and help them. We were a country of love we've turned our hearts is not in that we're selfish now we got selfish leaders back in Ephesians 1.15 Paul complimented who? the church of Ephesus the very one that Jesus spoke to about their love guess what Paul said he said wherefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all saints. They were known as a church of love. Ephesus was. And that's why Jesus came to them and said to them, you have left your first love. Do we love people? We should be loving people. We're God's children. Everyone stand up. Love is an action word. It's a choice that you make. I'm talking about agape love. Yes, the Lord will bring his presence with you. But if you keep refusing to go where he tells you to go because you don't love people, guess what? The Holy Spirit, you're quenching the Holy Spirit. He's trying to work in you because he's trying to build you up in his love. 
See, I've watched many Christians that first got saved, and if you'd have known them when they first got saved, they were very timid and quiet. And then later on down the line, all of a sudden, somebody brought them out of their shell. You know who it was? It was the fact they was in love with Jesus. You couldn't shut them up. I don't care if it says Pentecostal over the church or Baptist. I had friends that were Baptists. I had friends that were Nazarene. I had friends that were Church of God, all of the guys that I worked with. But can I tell you something? I didn't have a bit of problem loving them and serving God with them. Because you know why? They loved Jesus. They had a love inside of them. We prayed together. We prayed for each other. We weren't critics or turned around and said, only we understand the truth. You don't understand. No, you and I are no different. The love of Jesus is trying to get inside of you. And you have to show that love. You have to show that love if you've got a husband that's not living right. You've got to show that love if you've got a wife that's not living right. You have to love them in the love of Christ because that is what's going to convince them. They cannot get around that love. They'll either come to it or they'll get away from you. Sorry to tell you, but you've made a choice. Jesus is first. Today, if you need to pray, you come. God is requiring that his church be in love with his son, the one that paid the price for you. And let him grow inside of you. Let everything about him grow inside of you. And you'll be someone that they know of. You ever meet people and they say, you ought to see that so-and-so, man. They, that, that guy really loves people. He really loves God. See, I want to be like that. Don't you want to be known of that? That you have a love. One for another and a love for him. You come while they sing.